the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 36, and our guest is Shima Shine of Shine and the Shakers. Shima Shine's quick mind and huge heart are apparent within minutes of meeting her and watching her on stage. Her soulful playing and singing has been honed from constant hard work and dedication to her craft. Shine and the Shakers are based here in Central Florida, where I also live and grew up. It's a fact that we discuss in some detail during our talk, and it's a little bit of a window into what my life was like growing up as well. For now, you'll have to come to see them here, but talent and dedication like Shima Shine and the Shakers cannot be confined for long. Shine and I caught up before the band played the anniversary party for my favorite bar anywhere, Barley and Vine, here in Orlando, Florida. The song you're hearing during this episode is Sweet Darling by Shine and the Shakers. Everyone, it is my distinct honor to present Shima Shine. the mic stands I did not I'm sorry I think we can just hold them now cool awesome cheers Shima uh cheers (laughs) cheers thank you so much hey thank you for having me this is such an honor I um as soon as I saw your set at 
Rock and Robinson. So I was the MC of Rock and Robinson on the main ah, stage. Okay. And then I was interviewing people throughout the day. Okay. And I just kicked myself so hard that I didn't ask you to step into the tent and have an interview. But this uh, is better. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me, man. This I'm happy is to so be here. So cool. Yeah. I mean, the energy that you bring yeah. to your live show. Well, we, you know, we had a blast that show. I mean, we really did. We had been working really hard on some new material, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we really saw it as an opportunity to say, "Hey, Orlando, here we are." And yeah. This is kind of what we do, and it really just worked out. Everybody seemed to vibe with it. So. Well, you know, you were the buzz of the previous festival. You played two years in a row, right? Yeah, that was my second year. Uh, that was uh, I didn't get to go. It was the same weekend as Gasparilla right. Music Fest, and right. I never missed that. So. Yeah, I you know, go. I uh, for that one we we had a, a really good reception for that one because I had been working with River Bear Studios, which was which is a studio here in Orlando. Oh, okay. And. Um, they made this really dope music video for us, and um, some people had heard about it, and I, I didn't even realize it that, yeah, a few folks had heard about it. So, and then I think they mentioned it on the radio, and um, it was just me. I was like freaking out because I was supposed to have the whole band, <laughs> and it worked out that one person couldn't make it, and then the place we were playing was like, well, we don't really want a band, we just want one person. So like, I was kind of in a catch 22. Yeah. Like either I bring this other guy or just play it solo. And I had already been working with him. So I said, well, come on, dude. I think they'll really like it. So we were just hugged into a corner, you know, playing our set and it, everybody seemed to vibe to it. Everybody so. was talking about it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, and, and then, then this time you're the Iron Cow is a much bigger venue, obviously. And oh yeah. People were like, I was out kind of like I said, emceeing the main stage, so I was kind of out in the in the general population. Everybody's going in to the Iron Cow. Wow. And like word is spreading <laughs> of your set, and so I don't know if you realize this, oh, but like wow. there was this mass exodus from the main oh, area, no. <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that there's amazing music going on everywhere, yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's the kind of pull that you had that day. That's how wow. on fire. The band was. That's and how, so cool. And man. I, I only got to come in for a few minutes. I got to see like two songs. Yeah. The way that you engage the crowd. We talked off mic a second ago about that. Like, yeah. Are you conscious of that when you're playing a live show? You know what? It's it's not a conscious thing. Um, a lot of musicians are more introverted, right? So um, when they get on stage, that's their way to finally break out and, right, and right. really, you know, let the beast out or let who they are out, you know? Yeah. And so. When I get on stage, I see people out there and I feel their energy. And then uh, it's like a back and forth thing. You know, I can feel when the crowd's really loving it and I can kind of feel when they're just vibing. So I, f I try to feed off that. You know? Okay. So that's, I guess, in a way I think about it, but it's all natural. So you're not going in visualizing sort of like what it's going to be like necessarily? Or are you? Are you visualizing? No, no, I totally have an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could be playing like at a country club where you're in the corner and someone's having dinner with their loved one from Oregon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they really like your music and they really like the steak, but they want to talk, you They're, know? Yeah, folks from Oregon are very reserved anyway. Yeah, They're polite, you know? I feel like. <laughs> so uh, you got to play that level. And then, um, you know, when you get to bigger stages, you have to be bigger. You have to right. be, you have to give a little bit more, so. It was awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So how was the main stage? You you said you emceed over there. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, just Rock and Robinson just in general is such an amazing event. And yeah. The people involved, you know, are doing it for that the passion of 
the music and for absolutely. the community, right? So absolutely. That and we, in fact, the, the two episodes that I released of the marinade, from I feel like, and people from all over the country have responded yeah. that they kind of they get that vibe of how it really was a community effort. Yeah. And so the main stage was it embodied that. Okay. You know, so like it felt the energy was great, but yeah. it's cool how it's. And I like this. I like a setup like that where mm-hmm. you can have a main stage, but that there, there's something s- about ducking into a place like the Bull and Bush, right? You know, right. And seeing uh, mu- music in that intimate setting, right? And I feel like venue is such a big thing. Venues are huge. If only they knew the role that they play in the music scene, because. Um, they're the connection. Without yeah. them, we have no place to go. You know, don't leave your artists homeless. You know, yeah. <laughs> give them a venue. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I've been so thankful to uh, see some awesome Orlando venues as of late. But I back. I want to touch on what you said about the experiences, yeah. the community, right. people coming together. I saw that. I just saw volunteers, and they were so nice. Every volunteer we met was really sweet. That's awesome. By the way, I did pass by the main stage, and you guys, everybody who played was kicking. Yeah. Yeah, there were some awesome bands there. Yeah, an incredible lineup. You know, in Philly, our good friend Philly uh, Kennedy curated yeah. that lineup for the most part. And yeah. He, I, Philly and I. Philly's a man. He's a man. <laughs> he's a man. And yeah. our, our musical taste is almost identical. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, that's so cool. He doesn't like Run the Jewels, which I don't understand. But other than that, we're pretty much aligned. <laughs> that's, that's a line. Right there, Run yeah, the Jewels yeah. is the line. Run the Jewels is the line. I don't, I, he's wrong. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> okay, we won't tell him that. Uh, he's wrong about yeah. that. But other than that, we're, we're pretty aligned with our musical taste. Which, oh, that's and, awesome. And he loves you, you know, uh, and so that makes sense. You know what's so funny? Like, the first time I met at Philly, he was just so nice. I was like, I just grabbed him and hugged him. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like you, dude. Yeah. He was, and he looked back over. He's like, Yeah, I like you too. And it was just, it was just an instant, like, okay, this That's guy great. is cool. So um, awesome. I've been working with him for a couple years now. Actually, this will be our fourth show that we've worked together. Oh, wow, um, cool. Yeah, we were here for Barley and Vine. We played with the States, some good friends of mine. Yeah, they are so good. I love those guys. Oh, those guys are good. Yeah, so we played with the States. Uh, got to get him on the show. Yeah, please. Yeah. Brian Glenn is uh, my drum. Well, we used to jam together. He oh, was in cool. the band Shining the Shakers. Oh, cool. Yeah, so him, Josh Jacobs is yeah. really neat. Yeah. Uh, I know the whole band. I'm, I love Josh's fan. songs. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, Josh's songs, like, hit you in a real way yeah. you know you're you're like dang dude like that's live that's- he played here one night acoustic randomly it mm-hmm. was like i don't even know if he had meant to i i think he just yeah. happened to have his guitar yeah i'm gonna stick with that story because it's romantic, <laughs> it sounds right? it sounds beautiful you know <laughs> and uh and there were probably i don't know 50 people in the bar which is about capacity mm-hmm. here right Maybe not quite that many, but it was. Oh, that's awesome! It was packed in there, and he yeah. was just him pouring his heart out. Oh, see, that's Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's 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 him. You know. And those are those good bits. Yeah. You know, when you're at a bar like this, that is a, again a community bar. We're here for the fifth anniversary of Barley and Vine. It is my Woo-hoo. cheers. Yeah. It is the place that, you know, I always feel at home here. Yeah. Um, I used to cook here on Sundays. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like very much a part of, I feel very much a part of the fabric of this place. So that is incredible. This and is a pretty big day. You're from Ocala. From Ocala, yeah. And you live here now. Yeah, so my partner in life, Chris, she uh, was in a band. Okay. And um, they played Jacksonville. 
and I was living in Jacksonville. I had moved to Jacksonville to, to work, and then um, she was playing, and I was totally fell for her. Aww, and I was like, so when so she came cute. off stage, I, I asked her people, <laughs> this is listening to this right now, we're like, all right, dude, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're in love. Oh, that's beautiful. You told this story 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's how I ended up in Orlando. Now, the scene uh, in Ocala, you've seen the difference yeah. from Ocala to Orlando. Yeah. What are some of the things you like that are different about Ocala versus Orlando? I, I wanted to talk about this because um, the way I grew up, so I grew up in Ocala, went to Forest. Like yeah, go Forest. Like, um, how do I explain? The country club almost like, we weren't country club yeah. people, but but my friends were and they were doctors and lawyers and right. stuff, all their dads were and stuff. Now granted, that's the thing about Ocala, is that even those folks are kind of redneck folks. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's country. Everybody's kind of country, right? Yeah. And then a lot of my friends were country. Like yeah. legitimate, you know, not doctors, lawyers, but like yeah. country folks. Yeah, they're, they're farmers. You yeah, know? exactly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, construction, construction, lots of construction workers. Yeah. Um, and so I w lived in that, that, that cross between the two, you know? Yeah. I always felt like I was totally in love with music, but any creative endeavor that I had, and I feel like only those of us from Ocala can shit on Ocala. Yeah. Right? Like, nobody yeah. else needs to talk bad no, about my town. No, don't talk. It's my home. You know? <laughs> but, I, but I can do it. I grew up there. Yeah. I have, I've earned you, Well, we right. have the inside eye. We've, right. we've seen right. the better and the worse. Right. And so I do wonder, because for me, it wasn't really until I got out of Ocala that I felt able to express myself creatively without uh, people's eyes judging me. That is a big, huge thing. It really is because, you know, it's funny. In a little town, what happens is people relate to each other and they, they want it to feel like home. They want it to feel com comfy and they want it to feel familiar. And I think what happens is sometimes we get stuck in like one style, one sound, or one mm -hmm. setup, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I kind of first started playing on the scene, like everybody was doing acoustic guitars. That was the sound, you know? Yeah. It was acoustic, kind of singer-songwriter, maybe ska punk, which yeah. I love that sure. stuff. There is a lot of that in Ocala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that stuff, but you know, I was like, wonder what would happen if I did something different yeah you yeah. know I, I'm just curious so what happens in Ocala you see one representation of people but there's like other people that are just waiting for something to pull them out like mm. I've I've met a lot of people who feel the same way we do they feel like Ocala um, has one sound one style mm -hmm. and they, they really want to get out but you know we've made friends and we've we've come to understand that Ocala is a specific kind of place, just yeah. like Orlando, you yeah. know, and it it's kind of like the meat versus the bones, you know, you chew up the meat and spit out the bones of it. <laughs> That's a really wonderful <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. Um, and... Oh man, that's intense. Oh, yeah. sorry, I go no, deep no. sometimes. No, I'm, that's what we do on this okay, show, so cool, that's perfect. Cool. Uh, but you just got me thinking a lot, because Orlando for me has been kind of the opposite. Orlando mm. has been excuse me, this place where everyone is encouraging my art. Everyone is like, yeah, to me, there doesn't seem to be. And maybe I'm maybe I'm just like looking at it through rose colored glasses because I'm in love. And oh, OK, all of that, right? OK, you're romantic. Oh, I am Aww. romantic. <laughs> um, but I do wonder whether whether sometimes I look back at my time in Ocala and think, was that just me? Was I just not courageous enough 
to put myself out there. See, that's the, that's the question that I'm begging of people. Right. That's the question I'm begging because I thought the same thing. I was like, there's no way people are going to like my originals. My originals are not like, you know, I would say like, like top 40 music. It's right, not no. like poppy or no. it's not like um, Southern rock even. It's no. heavily influenced by sure. rock and roll. But, sure. you know, I said, screw it, man. Like, I remember the city of Ocala let us play there, and they were so cool, man. They were like, hey, uh, you can have the corner and just play to the city. And just, yeah, oh. yeah, just play to the city for a couple just down hours. down the square? Yeah. So we did that, and this we were playing original stuff, and you yeah. could just see people coming up, gathering around. Yeah, and I'm like... Okay, you know, so Ocala, yeah. Ocala is so multifaceted. It's just, I don't think, I think it's trying now to put little things out that will bring out the unique and the variety of Ocala. Yeah. But, you know, the people are there. You know, there's people, there's more of us that right, right. are receptive to art. And That's that, great. That would love to hear your voice. That is so great. You know? to, man, that is so great to hear. I love your attitude. <laughs> I try. Because I really do think that, like, now that the more I reflect on it, now I'm thinking it's me. It's not them. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, I don't think it's you either. I think when you are, what was, what were your experiences in Ocala? Let me ask you that. Like, where did you hang out typically? Who are you around? Do you mind if we get into no, it? No, we can get into it. I guess, yeah. Um, so I, I'm different stages of my life, right? So I went to Forest, like I said. I graduated and I moved down to West Palm Beach to play baseball. Okay, and then that's I ended cool. up in, in, through some circumstances, ended up in Gainesville, okay. going to school, um, and I was always kind of back and forth between Ocala, the right. home base, right, and yeah. then all these other places. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time I thought I'd end up back home, right? I'd, I'd marry a local. In fact, I was dating a local girl, real serious with yeah. her. You know, her mom had been one of my teachers. Like, Whoa. you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> like kind of small story. small town for real love. Right, yeah, right, right. That awesome, kind incredible. of thing. And she's an incredible person and yeah. amazing, but it just didn't work out as things yeah. don't sometimes. Um, so I ended up back in my early 20s, okay. early mid 20s. Um, and I was miserable, but it had nothing to do with the place really. You yeah. know? So where was I hanging out then? The wing house. Yeah. You know, like not great places to mm -hmm. encourage art and <laughs> yeah healthy they have great wings though they do have great wings the wings are great they have great wings <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah but it was that that kind of lifestyle then mm -hmm. and then later uh, i was back after law school so i went to law school graduated didn't have it broke up with the aforementioned girlfriend yeah didn't know what to do moved yeah. moved home uh moved in with my buddy and was working at the courthouse and uh, I would hang out at Pi because I hated my job. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So every day. So Pi, for those listening, is um, really kind of like when, when Pi came on the scene there. and this It was gets, a really big thing. It was a big thing because yeah. it was doing something different, right? Oh, and totally. that's the thing about a small town is as soon that's, I think, where my head gets. I get in my head about mm -hmm. creating in Ocala because it's like if you're doing something new, everybody goes. Everybody has a, they, they have to take a second because Ocala is so traditional you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I've just recently discovered again I beg I, I beg you guys to go deep with me for a second yeah, yeah, but like you know when you have a situation where like I said you're around a certain group of people a certain 
thing, you know, and you you, you get comfortable. You get yeah, comfortable yeah. in what you're used to. Yeah. And so, you know, I think Ocala is is learning that, hey, we can have different like oh like one thing we have now, which is kinda cool, is there's a goth night. Shut up. At the wine experience, yeah. Wow. Oh, I love the wine experience. Yeah. Let's talk about a cool little oasis. But it's it, it's all, it's under new owners, so oh. it's oh, it's so different, honey. Yeah. That place was always like the weirdest. It yeah, was so weird. Yeah, it was weird. kind of a different vibe. <laughs> <in it. laughs> like, um, I loved it for that reason, yeah, right? Yeah. It was. Um, well, how could I describe? God, night. Yeah, how could, could I describe? But yeah, they have a goth night, so. You have uh, there are little pockets of thing creativity, little pockets of people branching out and saying, "No, we're not going to do the same thing that everybody does." That's great. So you know. So what about what is your day to day like when I think about you know your, if I'm not mistaken, you teach yeah. lessons too, right? Yeah. Music lessons. Mm -hmm. Okay. I gotta get me. I gotta get down on that. You teach mm -hmm. guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. I would love to take a guitar lesson from you. Come on, dude. I'll teach you. That would be so wonderful. Start with G chord, work our way to C, then D, get some <laughs> I, strumming going. I got that going. I can do <laughs> oh, all you, that. You can do all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can do yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need, like, some, some blues training and shit. Oh, like, I got that's you. Where, that's kind of where I am. I got right? you, dude. That, like, in my head, I've got this... Blue, I got this like blue soul. Uh huh. I don't look it, but I got this blue I soul. I believe it. I'm blues in my bones, baby. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how to play it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I feel like I can sing it, but I don't know how to play it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an awesome thing. The blues I love for this reason. Like sometimes you can get so caught in the form of things, right? You know, because yeah. think about music. Music is meant for expression. Right. It's meant to take whatever's in here and put it in a package. So a bunch of people can feel what you feel in here, uh -huh. right? That's the way I look at it. Right, it right. And, you know, it takes all your faculties to do that. It takes your hands to express. It right. takes your eyes to express, your ears to express. You, you, you know, you have the vibration of what's going on in the room. All these things are working to your brain. All these things are working together to put out this sound. So sometimes when the music's too complex, you know, I feel like I get caught in the complexity of it and I forget how to express sometimes because I'm thinking about, you know, keeping my fingers going. Uh huh. But when you get to the blues thing, you can express, you can let go because it's so simple. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, and I think that's true, especially, like I said, for me as a sort of rudimentary guitar player who writes yeah. songs. Like, I feel comfortable with the lyric part of it, I feel comfortable writing yeah. poetry and writing songs. Um, I don't feel comfortable writing music because I'm not trained in that way. Uh -huh. But I do have it. You know, I got seven, seven or eight chords I can play pretty comfortably, right? So that's a huge palette. And if I can do three, though, like if I can get my, like I, I'm, I'm learning that yeah. I'll have a, a song that I tried. Uh, sometimes I get too complex, and that I, I can completely relate to what you just said. Well, see, I don't think complexity is a bad thing, but you're absolutely right. I think. You know, figuring out how to take what you have mm -hmm. and utilize that to the most. Right, and, right. And you know, uh, complexity is gonna. Yeah, that's that's working all within saying. your own parameters. Working right? within your world, yeah. uh, within your scope. You know, um, sometimes I think some. What what happens to I know I can only say for myself. What happens to me is you'll become too conscious of what everybody thinks musically. Like, yeah, am yeah. I? Am I complex enough? Am I fast uh, enough? You know, uh -huh. you get caught up in these things when at the end of the day, you should just be expressing. I mean, it's yourself. not about that, it's not right? About that. Yeah. It's about being, it's about feeling something and then hopefully other people feeling something with exactly. you. Exactly. Right? I think heavy has four chords in it. 
Uh, like you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so. It's such a simple song. Oh but man. We put all yeah. the emotions in there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so what is your process like day to day? Are you getting up, doing the work in the morning? Are you getting up um, and teaching, and then going to do the work in terms of your own music? Um. Usually my morning time, I wake up, uh, I'd say about 11, because usually I don't get home until 1 or 2 sure. in the morning. So I wake up around 11, and then I start my day by going through my emails, going through the missed calls, and addressing the business portion of things, make uh -huh. sure everybody's comfy and happy, right, right. All, my, all my contracts are signed. Right. <laughs> and then once I do that, then I'm off to work to teach my kiddos from about 2 to 7 usually. Okay. And... Um, I'm with them, like I said, for that time period, which my students, I just have to plug my students Let's here. Do this. Nice. I love them so much. They're yeah. so awesome. Like, I have students ranging from, I'd say, four to like 60s and 70s sometimes, wow. you know? And everyone brings something different to the table. Yeah. You get to see someone's journey. Like I have, I I have one student. She just amazes me when she comes in. You know, yeah. I actually multiple students that amaze me. But sure. um, this one in particular has literally followed the the rule book play by play. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 <laughs> if yeah. I say go home and work on this passage, she goes home, she does it, and she comes back, and you see that growth. Wow. Yeah. That's the payoff right there. That's the payoff, and it's just like. If ever there was a hater, I don't know if there are. I don't pay attention to haters usually, but good like, good for you. <laughs> if like, if there's someone that's oh, like, yeah. why why is this person so good? They just followed the rule book. Did the work. <laughs> they just did the work. Yeah, it's not it's not magic. <laughs> no, well, it feels like magic. Though. It feels like it is. It there's like a magic, magic to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. I, in fact, I probably say that almost every interview. I feel like where I talk about how it, when I see somebody like you up on like. When I saw you at the Iron Cow, that was fucking magic, uh, right? Like that was so incredible. Oh, that's cool. And Thank but you. you had done the work to get there. We did the work, right? Well, you know what? Maybe it's like this. Maybe it's like a spectrum. Like you have mm -hmm. a certain amount of work that you put in up front, and mm -hmm. then you you enter through this doorway where it becomes the fun. Uh, it becomes uh -huh. the magic. It becomes uh -huh. the play. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So you teach your kids, and then uh, so. Two to seven, that's a pretty significant portion of yeah. your day. And then you, you have gigs a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So usually uh, I, I on Friday I gig. Well, actually, it's been Thursday through Sunday this past week. And that's then great. I teach Monday through Wednesday. Okay. And usually, you know, I leave a little window on Wednesday for me to chill and get ready for my gigs. And then Thursday I have a whole day to go pick up equipment, make sure everybody knows where they're going, right, make right. sure we're all on the same page. Damn, yeah. And then I go to the gig. So what about the writing process? Are mm -hmm. do you are you uh, ideas into the phone? Are you oh, a, yeah. are you a paper to pencil person or uh, pencil yeah. to paper person? Like what does it look like for you? The, my phone, I love technology. Like there every some people crap on technology, but technology's such an awesome tool, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll be driving up the road and I'll hear like a like a beat in my head, like, and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then I'll hear like a bass. I'll be like, oh, that could be a song. And so I grab my phone really quick. I just record it. And then there it is. Dope. Yeah. The driving thing, is that specifically a time when it comes to you? Driving a lot at night. Yeah. Like, because I live in a country place. Sure. So, like, the roads are kind of dark and the stars are twinkling. And, you know, 
it's quiet. Yeah. And then there's something inside that's just like, hey, here's the groove. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And do you need quiet f- f- for those ideas to kind of germinate or? Not always. Not always, okay. Like, um, like sometimes if I'm in like a bar or something and it's like a dark, uh-huh. smoky bar yeah. and people are chattering, chit-chat, you know, everywhere all around you and there's clattering of glasses, you know. All that stuff is a buzz, and you're like, "Oh snap! This can be like a bar song, or this can be... Oh, look at look at how that girl's vibing with him over there." So that could be inspiration, you oh, know? That's beautiful. Oh yeah. So it's coming all the time for you, and oh, then yeah. If, but if you're at the bar, are you like, "Girl is vibing"? Is this you talking into the phone? Like? No, I, I let it play out. I let the night play because usually what happens is the night becomes a story, and uh-huh. then you put all the little pieces together at the end. And you don't need to put it in in that moment. It'll it'll still be there later. Not always, that's you know. A, oh, okay. Some sometimes if I can't get to my voice uh, memo, then yeah. that's when I pull out the little the little notepad on my phone. Okay. And I'll just put like little image words like glitter dress, you know, or uh, drunken angry guy, you know, or something uh-huh. like that, or leather jacket, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> just whatever. It could be stupid. It could be great, you uh, know. Yeah. Do you have a drunken angry guy glitter dress leather jacket song? <laughs> Well, um, I have something <laughs> similar that is like a Saturday night uh, song. What? It? Dun, 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 dun. I can't remember the words, but uh, it's something. I can't remember the lyrics now. Oh. It's gone. But it was as close as I got to the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. leather jacket, okay. glitter dress. Yeah. It was so, The story of it was, um, oh, yeah, the chorus goes, She gives it to him. Yeah. Uh-huh. So basically, it's two people that meet, uh-huh. and I I see the video in my head. Like everybody's talking and drunk around. Maybe there's someone passed out in the back. You know, yeah. it's just a typical party. And these two people, drunk and they just look at each other and they have this like spark, and uh, you know that spark is real and mm-hmm. it's a moment for them. So. It's, it gets a little raunchy towards the end. Like, uh, he takes uh-huh. her to the bathroom, and that becomes a thing. All right. You know, and uh, it just talks about how she's, for a night, giving herself to him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that actually happened, though. That happened in Gainesville. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Because I think, and again, so much of art is connecting with people on relating to people, right? So you we connect to. to those things that we can relate to. The books that we read, we find ourselves in those mm-hmm. stories and we find the people that we know in those stories. The songs that we love. Yeah. Even if some even if the songwriter or the performer is coming from a completely different walk of life. Exactly. We can connect in some way, right? I think we can whether we've had that experience or not. Yeah. We can all connect to that. Everyone can. Everyone can connect to you're gonna connect to something. Or yeah. either you're just gonna hate the whole thing, but if you do connect it's either going to be the music that you feel, that something about the rhythm and the pulse of it, yeah. or it'll be the actual lyrics that you feel. It right. even could be like the vibe of the person selling you the song, you know, who's, yeah, yeah. who's portraying or living it out in song. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, like I like Arctic Monkeys. Uh, I think his name is uh, John. I'm not good with names. Know. We're going to yeah. call him John for okay, now. John works, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the lead singer for Arctic Monkeys is so good at impersonating his his songs he becomes uh, the character of the song and you can see that you know yeah i wonder if there's a thing to that like if maybe it just happens to all of us that we become a part so a part of the song like you know? a like a character you get you get what i mean like yeah you i do be- i think 
I mean, so, yeah, I mean, and I think, I think, yeah. for me at least, and Chris and I talk about this, my partner Chris and I talk about this a lot, like, I think I'm always, when I watch a film, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> I always feel like I am the lead, right? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> like, I always feel like I am yeah. the main character, and so films move me in a major way, Yeah. and I don't know if yeah, that's my sure. own ego or what, but like, I will... Shout out to Quentin Tarantino, just uh, want to say that. I mean, Quentin. for sure, right? Like, and... Good. This is a perfect segue because I want to know what you're consuming and what you like to consume in terms okay. of art. But when I watch a film, I cry almost every time I watch a film. Almost oh, every time. Oh, that's awesome. Because I feel like I am in it. Right. Oh, that's so Chris so cool. can watch it passively, and she's a she has a film degree, so she can like dissect it. Yeah. I can't dissect it because I am Black Panther. Okay, you become that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's similar to that in a way. Actually, it is. It's very similar to that. I guess, like, okay, here, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it to you this way. Like, like, let's say you learn your three blues chords, right? Right. And, like, that week you just had a rough week at your job, you know, and you love your girl so much, but maybe you feel a little distant, you mm. know what I mean? And then you go outside and you see two people sitting on a patio, and they're looking the same way, and you know they feel the same as you. They Maybe they have distance for other reasons. But all that, you package it up, and then you, when you sing a song with distance and about, you know, wanting to reach out and be connected, but you can't, right. then you use that. You got what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So you're actually, you would be a great, or you are a great songwriter, I'm sure, because oh, you feel a, so much, you know? Such a nice thing to say. You know, you feel things, <laughs> oh, you know? Oh, my goodness. I'd love to play, so I'd be so nervous, but I'd love to play one of my songs for you. I would love to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> um, that is, thank you yeah. for all of that. What are you... You're a Tarantino fan, clearly. Mm-hmm. What are you consuming now? Music, art, books, like okay. films. What, that's actually a what really. What are you getting down on? That's a funny question. Usually, when I'm not like working on music, I love Quentin Tarantino. I love his work, and I like creepy stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, I like um. Like American Horror Story. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that stuff. But I can only take it in small doses because it's like some of that is a lot. Oh, I freak out. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. But like I have such existential dread that like yeah. if I, if I oh, watch no. something. <laughs> it just becomes worse. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like Black Mirror. I have to walk. You ever watch Black Mirror? I've heard about it. Okay, it's amazing. Yeah. But I can only watch one and then take like a week off mm-hmm. and cry about it and then go and back. Then, and then you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to recharge after that. Yeah, so, I can see that. American Horror Story. What else? Uh, I like, like I said, uh, Pulp Fiction. I love Kill the Kill Bills. Like I'll yeah. do. I, I took. I do a song. I cover a song from there. Oh, cool. Uh, Bang Bang. Oh no. Which is one of my favorite Yo. ones. Yeah. So what about music? What are you listening to right now? Right now, what am I listening? Like I said, Arctic Monkeys. I'm really loving. Mm-hmm. I always listen to Jack White for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like he's just always. My loop. I that love. makes sense. That comes through in your music. Yeah, I love his style. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Yes, no, yeah. that's absolutely fine. Modest Mouse, I uh, love. Um, who knew? I, I listen to the internet. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're amazing. So yeah. Yeah, Chris isn't really into... I, I'm slowly getting her into, like, um, kind of hip-hop and hip-hop influence stuff. And the yeah. internet was a gateway. Oh, it's the perfect gateway <laughs> hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scissor's great. Her okay. Uh, so there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 stop. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Else? Let's if, see who else. Those Cause, are all great. Cause I, I, I go through whatever my vibe is is what I want to listen to. Oh, you know? Okay. 
Like sometimes I'll just feel like listening to Bon Iver, uh -huh. Perth, you know, yeah. this ambient, lush, emotional song that I can cry to for hours. And that, <laughs> there's something about that yeah. whole, pretty much all of his stuff, but there's something about those, really those records where yeah. if I'm in a, if I'm in a sulking mood, it's perfect. Yeah. If I'm in like a uh, indifferent mood, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, you can really put it on a, any mood. Like if you're just cruising along, it's so chill. And Which isn't to say it's devoid of emotion, no. right? Like it's, it's certainly not. No. But it fits different it fits a lot of different moods i think in that it's so funny because if you look at the album cover it's a gorgeous painting it looks like it could be bonnet monet yeah monet is kind of like a, he's a french impressionistic uh painter if you look at his paintings they're very fluid you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and the, the colors are not overt they're not intense yeah, and yeah. you know the mood that he's giving you is it's not neutral but i feel like it leaves you open to to experience you, how you feel through right. that right, i right. think boniver is the same way like he gives you like a blank palette yeah it's kind of you get to paint how you feel on uh, it. i don't know i i think that <laughs> makes so much sense right 100 and i can yeah. connect with so many artists like that Maisie Star yeah. kind of does that for me or um, I could probably if we sat here long enough think of a bunch of different artists yeah please name some you know, I might know who, some well I mean again it, it might take me a minute but like the there are so many of those kinds of artists yeah. where and I, I, I love that sort of music I gravitate right. toward that sort of music right um, Wilco kind of does that for me I like Wilco as well man you know? Wilco kind of does that for me like there's not a a space where I'm like, nah, I'm not in the mood for some Wilco right now. No, you can just go for it. <laughs> Sonic Youth, even. I think, is uh, it Nel is Nels Klein in Sonic Youth? He I know. worked with Sonic Youth. I don't know yeah. if he was actually in the band, but he definitely did work with them. I saw Nels Klein like, do a pedal review, and I was like, holy crap, this guy knows sound. Yeah. You know, he knows how to, to like, t take a signal. He doesn't even, th yeah. I don't think he even thinks of guitar in the same way. I think he just thinks of sound, you know? Uh, uh-huh. Like, and then he thinks of, okay, this pedal does this, so what if I make it do this? And it's just like, dude, how, how did you think of that? How is that different from how you approach guitar? Or is Actually, it? that's a really good question. Um, that is a good question. Well, I do think of sound. I, yeah. I sometimes I'll hear a sound that my my board isn't ready for yet. Oh. Uh -huh. And then so what I'll do is I find a way. Just find a little way to get a little bit of it. Maybe yeah. maybe I can't get the exact uh, wholeness of the sound, but maybe I can get the ambience of it. Uh -huh. You know. So that's how it kind of works for me. Okay. Yeah. And 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 sound is a texture too. It's a like hard rock would be a gritty thick texture and yeah. then um you have smooth textures which would be a lot of reverb and a lot of uh, -huh. uh delay you know yeah but then some people are creative and they can find a way to make delay sound gritty or they'll find a way to make reverb sound gritty i don't right. know right oh yeah yeah that working within those parameters yeah i was just talking yesterday with an author <clears throat> And what a weekend for the marinade. Yeah. <laughs> have, um, have you had some great interviews? Yes. Yeah. Like, I've, I've got several in the can right now. So by the time this comes out, folks will have heard those other episodes. Ah. But the one that I had yesterday was just, we just really vibed. And I, I read his book, and his book is wonderful. His name's C.H. Hooks. Okay. And the book is called Alligator Zoo Park Magic. Ooh, I love the name. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And the artwork's really cool. Yeah. And uh, um, the book is sort of... Um, I think you'd dig it. It's, okay. it's a lot about like rural Florida. It's a lot about okay. like um, 
the mysticism in the swamps. And, oh yeah. You know the characters that go to the races on the weekend. Yeah. You know, like they that go and race their vans. Oh yeah. You know, souped up vans <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. Like stuff that yeah. that uh, that kind of was a part of my upbringing. You know, and and yeah. that you can connect to on such a level. Um, but it, he and I just had the most wonderful conversation. And you I connected. Where I was going you, with that. you connected on that level. Yeah. Well, you were telling me you've had some great interviews recently. Yeah, you know? but there was something before that that is gone now. See, now I'm not like you. I have to write it down. Oh, do or you? Or it's gone. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This morning I woke up, and I've had I had like a really crazy week. Okay. And um, so I really haven't had a moment to just stop and think. Okay. I. Got some sleep last night, finally. Good. Yeah. You need exactly, that. Exactly. <laughs> Woke up this morning and I had an idea, right? Oh, okay. And it was an idea that I think would, I don't know if it was going to end up being a song or a mm -hmm. story or what, but it was a line that came to me that I just loved. Right. I was so tired. And I sat there and I was like, get up, go write it down. Go write it you down, didn't. dude. And I didn't get it. In fact, I had an, I keep a notepad by my by my bed just in case that's smart right yeah that's the way to go it happens in those moments and i was like just grab it dude <laughs> it was so close but grab so far <laughs> yeah. fell asleep gone yeah. oh. no idea what it was you know what and don't give up because what will happen is sometimes ideas revisit you yeah sometimes uh ideas will revisit you and then uh Ideas are like a fountain, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, that water was always, is always going to flow. So uh, it might not be the same thing, but you'll get something new. That's beautiful. And that's a perfect place to end it. Shima, right thank on. you so much. Hey, Jason. I cannot wait Lovely to for meet your set you, dude. later. What a pleasure. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, such an honor. Thank you so much. All right. Listening. Thank you to Shine for coming on the show, for your openness, for sharing your spirit and your music with us. This was such a pleasure. I had so much fun. Y'all, you can find more of Shine and the Shakers at soundcloud.com slash shine and the shakers. They're also on Instagram and Facebook, just at Shine and the Shakers over on those two channels. And while you're over there, go ahead and give us a follow as well if you haven't already. We also play a pretty active role on Twitter. Um, so you can find me there and you can interact with me there. Subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss an episode of The Marinade. We have a lot of really cool conversations on the way. We also have a lot of content over on marinadepodcast.com, including our website-exclusive episodes with conversations with the likes of Rod Picot, Casey Anderson, Amy McCarley, Megan Hayes, and a brand new one with Mark Klein Bates coming out later this week. If you really like what we're doing, consider joining our Patreon community for just a few dollars a month. You can get access to exclusive content, such as the show Jason's Journey, which is just a window into my creative process and the moments that have shaped my creative life. It's a way to dive deeper and interact on a deeper level with the show. We also started this really cool thing that we've been doing recently. It kind of happened organically. A couple of our Patreon patrons, Mark and Lori, have been sharing some of their writing, and we've just kind of like been 
bouncing ideas off of each other. It's a cool little kind of collective that we've got going on now. So shout out to Mark and Lori for doing the work right now. Um, and and the, the rest of our patrons for all the great stuff that they do as well. Um, really, really excited about what we got going on over there. So if you can swing it, great. If not, those other things are free and they mean a lot to us. And if nothing else, just tell somebody about the show. If you like what we're doing, spread the word. We're pretty easy to be found on most every podcast app and we really appreciate every little bit of help. All right, y'all, it's time for the segment of the show called What I'm Getting Down On. It's where I talk about the music, the, the books, the shows, whatever's inspiring me at the moment. I mentioned Mark Klein Bates earlier. His latest release is called King of the Crows, and it's unlike any new work I've heard recently. It really floored me. Uh, the record came out in June, and uh, so I, I, you can go ahead and get it now, and I highly recommend it. And as I mentioned, I'll be publishing a conversation with him over on marinadepodcast.com very soon. I just finished watching season three of Stranger Things, which I absolutely loved. Um, you know, I, I think it almost wrapped up a little too neatly for me if I have one criticism, um, but I'm not real great at critiquing shows that I love. If you listen to this show, you know that I tend to defend everything. I defended Game of Thrones. Um, I don't think there's been nearly as much controversy around Stranger Things, but uh, for good reason. But um, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Binged it in just a couple of days, which is not like me, um, which I think says how much I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I haven't really read anything recently since the last time we talked, but I ordered a, a book by Taylor Brown called uh, Gods of Howl Mountain after several recommendations from people whose opinions I deeply respect. Y'all, we got a lot of great things coming. We got conversations with Matt Burke and Erica Blinn on the way. We've got several incredible guests booked for the fall um, and maybe a major, major announcement coming up um, in will by the time the next episode comes out. I'm going to take a little bit of a break from social media. If you're listening to this and you're used to interacting with me on Twitter or Instagram, after I release this episode and promote it for uh, the day, I'm going to kind of step back for a little bit and then I'll come back online when I'm ready. Um, that could be a week. That could be two weeks. That could be three weeks. I'm not really sure. I know that I'll make sure that I promote this particular episode uh, to the fullest. And then after I feel like I've gotten it out there and people are sharing it and it's got some momentum, then I'm just going to take a break. So if you want to interact with us, you can always either join our Patreon. I'm going to keep, keep up with that for sure. Um, or you can you can email me at marinadepodcast at gmail.com. Those would kind of be the two ways to interact with the show um, after this web after this episode is released. Um, and of course, other content will still be coming out. The website exclusive episode with Mark Klein Bates. Um, a couple other things will come out uh, that you can you can consume, but I just won't be as accessible as I normally am if you're used to you know tweeting with me or. or Insta, uh, exchange of messages on Instagram, that kind of thing. Again, Patreon, marinadepodcast at gmail.com, um, or you can go to marinadepodcast.com and send me a message that way too. And I'll, I'll definitely get back to you as soon as possible, but I just need a little break. You know, I just need to clear my head. I just need to step away from things for a minute um, and make sure that I'm going into this next kind of season of the show and season of my life, which uh, I'm kind of considering this fall and, and going forward to be kind of a major shift for me in, a, in the best way, in the most positive way, 
but I just kind of need to re- hit the reset button. I'm sure a lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. Thank you all so much for listening. Go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.